what's good about your flesh. In actuality, you can say nothing. Amen. We can say nothing to the point that we know if we live only by our flesh, we shall die and not live again. There is something about the flesh that never wants to yield to the will of God. The flesh loves to be an independent agent. Asking to answer to no one but himself. We all been there. We all done that. Paul said there is no good that is dwelling in my flesh. If you don't put your flesh in check, it will run wild and out of control. It'll do what it feel like doing, when it feel like doing it, and to who it feel like doing it to. You know your flesh that it is capable of doing anything and everything wrong that can be done. Without regards of anyone else well-being. When God brought you to the truth of his word and about your life, you knew God saving you was your only hope and the best thing that could ever happen to you. So God calls you to come godly sorrow and repentance and wash you with his word and wash you in baptism of water and spirit. And guess what? Nobody nowadays thinks repentance is important. If we don't repent, we shall not go where God is. Repentance is not a dirty word, it's a washing word. Amen. At that point, you was cleansed from all sins and uh, unrighteousness and fit for salvation, but there remains a residue of sin in your flesh. There is a residue that remains. What residue is that? The residue is we can always go back to where we come from. It's always in the back of our mind what we used to do. So it's always a sign or residue of sin in our flesh that we have to put on the check. We have to tell it, no, I can't go back no more. Come on, somebody. Ah. There are also that keeps popping up sometime. Huh? It always pop up what we used to do. Sometimes familiarity brings us back to a backflash in our minds. That's what we used to do. Amen. But you know what? At that point in time, we ought to tell ourselves, thanks be to God that he got me out of it. Because I showed sure and get myself out. Thanks be to God that he saved me from myself. Because I was killing myself. I was on my way to the grave and death and hell. To God decided that I'm going to save that nut. Come on somebody. Because we had a nut mentality. Come on somebody. We didn't think about what we were doing. We just did it and we thought about it later. So let's identify some of the soul issues that keep killing us spiritually. And see, and here's the part problem that we don't look at. 
what we do is a soul issue. It's not a flesh issue. The flesh is just hiding the reality of what we're going through. The flesh is hiding the reality of what's going to happen to us. But it actually is a soul issue. It is your soul that stands to be benefited or not to benefit from what we do. Rebellious to authority. There is still some, some things about the flesh which doesn't want to be told what to do. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Everybody should have shouted on that one. Because every one of us at some point don't want somebody to tell us what, we, what to do or what we need to do. Come on, somebody. I'm guilty of it and you is too. Flesh do not want to give up its power of doing what it wants to do. And when it, wa- and when it wants to do it, your flesh wants to be the boss, fully grown, with no one to answer to but yourself. Come on now. You to use the phrase sometime. Tell me what to do. I'm grown. Yeah, you might be grown. But if you're going to go into the kingdom of God, you're going to have to listen to somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because, number one, you don't know the way to God. And nobody else knows the way to God but those that God has appointed to tell you how to get to him. Come on, somebody. Your flesh wants to be the boss. But you gave up that right to do wrong when you ask God and when you ask God to save you and you came to Christ. Now you came under the godly leadership appointed by God to lead you and to teach you and to prepare you for heaven. This is the preparation time. And unless you know the proper way of your preparation, you still will miss glory. Amen. Self-appointed ain't going to get you there. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to get the glory on your own account. You're going to get the glory by way of God, by way of the man of God, which is appointed by God. Come on, somebody. Well, in order to keep you out of hell, hellish ways is what convince you that you need God's help. It's the only way that we're going to be saved is get out of hellish ways. Come on now. It's bad that folks stay in the church 20 and 30 years and 40 years and still raising hell. Lord, have mercy. And what heaven is you going to? You got your hellish ways is found in the flesh. And that's what you got to get out of. You got to get out of your flesh. Amen. You got to come and convince you and come to the reality of the fact is that God knows what's good for me. Amen. God knows how to get me where I need to go. Am I right about that? Well, how can you be helped if you constantly reject and rebel against the help God provides? Isn't that amazing? God provide us help. 
to get to where we need to go. And he only can help us is he get the revelation from God. And when God give him the revelation and the instructions and the knowledge, then we, as, as one, we fail to eat what God has given us through his revelation, through his call out ministers, and we fail to eat the truth just like the children of Israel did in the day back in the wilderness. They failed to eat the truth that God had gave Moses, but yet mumbled and rebelled against the leader that God chose to lead them out of the wilderness and a four-day journey. They stayed there 40 years. Is it going to take us another 40 years to be able to hear and understand what God is trying to tell us? How long is our wilderness going to last? Wow. Submit yourself under the mighty hands of God. And he will lift you up. Uh-oh. We got to learn how to submit under the mighty hand of God. Come on now. And if you notice, under the mighty hand of God, if you go back to the nation of Israel, under the mighty hands of God was Moses. God didn't speak to the people. He spoke to Moses. He told Moses what to tell the people. <clears throat> Come on now. So, and, and, and in reality of it, they was not rebelling against Moses. They was rebelling against God because Moses was just telling them what God said. Amen. So, got to remember how they rebelled against Moses. And they died in the wilderness. Ain't it sad to even think that all of the nation of Israel that came out of Egypt died of people that God had set to save, of people that God had set to keep for his own self. He set to keep them for his own self, but they rebelled against him in the wilderness, and all of them died but two. You mean to tell me a millions of folks of 12 tribes came out of Egypt? God showed them miracles and signs and wonders. God brought them out, killed their enemies, and only but two made it to the promised land. That's a sad statement. Come on, somebody. That God had to raise up another generation in the nation of Israel. Their children made it out, but they didn't. Gonna be bad if your children make it and you don't. Come on now. You know the old saying, don't be an old fool. They got in the wilderness and they played an old fool. They played a harlot in the wilderness and they never made it out. Never saw the break of day. Wow. Watch how you treat the leadership of God. Because guess what? Even their rebellions and, 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 and their kicking against Moses caused Moses to miss the promised land. God let him saw it 
but he didn't enter in because he let he he let anger get up into him and God told him to smock the rock once. He got mad and smocked it twice and said, Drink you rebels. Cause him to sin against God. So the blood was on their hands and they never made it up. Wow. Moses saw the promised land, but he didn't enter the promised land. Amen. So watch how you rebel and keep you from entering in to the kingdom of God. First Samuel 15, 22 and 24 said, and Samuel said, had the Lord as a great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellious is as a sin of, here it comes, witchcraft. Oh my God. He didn't call you a witch, but you are acting as that sin. It is, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness, oh Lord have mercy. Stubbornness is as the iniquity and idolatry. How stop, look at ourselves, sometimes we get so stubborn. We are here the truth, but we still we still a grumble about it, huh? Why? Because it went against our flesh. It went against our, as we said, it went against our feelings. Like the pastor said, "Show me your feelings." I like to know where it's at. Because thou has, oh, uh, here it come again. Because thou has rejected the word of the Lord. He have also rejected thee from being king. Well, guess what? He was, he was, he, and, and here he was talking to Saul, but guess what? It also speaks volume words to us that if we reject the word of the Lord, God rejects us from entering in. Come on now. Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. And see, we don't want to admit when we're wrong. That's the hardest thing to do, Jane, is to admit when you're wrong. Because you feel that you're giving somebody the right because you was the wrong. We all been there. Amen. So then it said, for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord. They did not speak against Moses, but they spoke against God. When you speak against the word of God, you speaking against God himself. So it says, you transgress the commandments of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people in it. You better watch who you put your faith in. You better watch who you put your trust in. Saul feared what the people thought and not what God thought. Come on now. When the truth comes forth, I could give a heck about how you think. Because the truth speaks for itself. Come on, somebody. Guess what? Here it comes, y'all. You, you, you might not like the speaker, 
but you better like the word of God. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because guess what? I didn't come here for you to like. Come on now. But I came here to tell you the truth. So guess what? You might not care about me, but you better care about the truth of God's word. Because the truth of God's word is what's going to get you where you need to go. Come on, somebody. I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in, but the word of God surely do. Come on, somebody. So Saul transgressed the commandments of the Lord because he feared the people, what the people was going to say. So he obeyed their voice. Oh, Lord. Y'all better watch them bathroom lawyers. Come on, somebody. You better watch them opinions that somebody gives you about the word of God. Amen. Jeremiah 3, verses 14 and 15 said, Turn, old backsliding children. It's bad, huh? That we'll sit in the house of God and have a backsliding spirit. A backsliding spirit. We go against what God has ordained. We backsliding spirit will make you rebellious and disobedient. Oh, backsliding children, said the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family and bring you to Zion. Now, guess what? When you became under the blood of Jesus Christ and accepted him as your savior, you was married unto the Lord. So, guess what? So, therefore... In a marriage, then one person don't have all the say-so, do it. Hmm? And in a marriage, you have noticed that even in your flesh, that God had assigned the man to be head of the house, right? Am I on, am I, if man has been designed to be a man of the house, who do you think is supposed to be over the house of God? Oh, Lord, have mercy. So therefore, God is, is man over his own house. So why is it that you being in a marriage with God do not want to do what he tells you to do? Why would you want to rebel against God and you are in his house and you are married to him? Oh, don't sound good, do it? Verse 15 said, I will give you. Oh, here you go, God. Thank you, Lord. I will give you pastors according to my heart. Not yours. He assigned you a pastor according to his heart. Huh? Because guess what he's saying? I'm going to give you what's right for you. I'm going to give you what you need to get you to the kingdom of God. I'm going to give you somebody that can lead you in righteousness and truth. I'm going to give you somebody that ain't going to sugarcoat you, tell you all you all right when you all wrong. Which shall feed you with knowledge uh -uh, and understanding. Watch how you be self-taught. <laughs> Watch how you be self. I don't need you to hear that. Watch how you be self-taught because the letter kill it, but it's the spirit that makes it alive. 
God has appointed somebody to give you knowledge, not to teach you how to read, but to give you knowledge about what you have read. And give you clear understanding. Because guess what? Whatever God has said in his word, guess what? There's a revelation behind it. You got to know what a spirit is behind the word. That's why a whole lot of folks is going off half cock because they don't know how the spirit is behind the word of God. Did that make sense? I will give you pastors according to my heart. Oh, so watch how you want to be your own pastor. Huh? Lead yourself in a field of weeds. Huh? Come on, somebody. Be eating the wrong stuff. You think you be eating grass and be eating something else. Ezekiel 3 and 17 says, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Now, catch it. If God put a watchman over the house of Israel and they was a people of God and they rebelled against God and God, all that God didn't turn his back on, he killed them. What you think he going to do to you? What makes you think you're a privileged character? Huh? What makes you think that God overlooking what you do? Because he ain't. Come on now. You the last one on the food chain. Amen. So if he did it to the nation of Israel, the nation of the Gentiles need to be careful. Amen. I have made thee a watchman. A watchman. The pastor is a watchman. He has to watch over the flock. The flock of sheep, not the flock of goats. Come on now. So you have to watch what side of that fence that you own. Am I a sheep or am I a goat? So, then he said, when I say, when I say unto, now therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warnings from me. Now, now. Look what God is saying to the, to the pastor. First of all, I made you a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the words at my mouth huh? and give them warning from me. Oh, my God. You think that it's coming from the preacher, but it's coming from God. God warns us before destruction. God warns us before judgment. God warns us before something really happens. And guess what? When you don't hear the, the word of God, sometimes he warns you through dreams and you still don't get it. 
until he actually do something and then we be hollering, oh Lord, help me. God, he out on the back and said, I've been trying to help you all the time. I was trying to keep you out of where you are right now, but you wouldn't listen. Amen. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou gavest him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require in thine hand. So guess what? The man of God is on the spot. The man of God has got to tell you the truth, whether you want to hear the truth or not. He got to tell you the truth, whether you get up out of your seat and walk out or not. Because guess what? If you do, your iniquity is still at your hand. He said, this man, although he was not warned, he still died in iniquity. He still died in sin. Whether or not he was warned, he was not warned and died. So then the blood was on the preacher's hand. But when the preacher gives you the truth and you get rocks in your jaws and walk out in your iniquity, then the blood is required at your own hand. Did y'all hear that? So you walk out, but your sin is still on you. Your iniquity is held to you. And that's a bad place to be. Especially in the time that we're living in. Don't y'all know the first thing I saw when I opened up the paper this morning? 5,500 people in America died in one year. From COVID. This is just from COVID. This is not from regular death. This is just COVID. 5,500. And God spared you. And God spared me. Just for us to be rebellious. Come on, somebody. You could have you could have met your last day in the hospital just like these folks did. With nobody around. Nobody to say bye-bye to. You would have died alone. But God spared you. He didn't spare us to be rebellious. He spared us to be saved. He spared us to make the kingdom. He spared us to make a difference. Somebody in this world has got to make a difference. And we have been selected to make a difference in this world. Whether you believe it or not. Amen. Hebrew 13, 17 says, Obey them that have ruled over you and submit who? Submit yourself. Obey them that have ruled in the house of God. Obey them that God has appointed to be shepherd over the sheep. When, guess what? When you lost your, uh, your own agenda when you stepped in here. Your own agenda belonged to you when you stayed out there. 
But when you decided to step into the house of God and become a child of God, your agenda should have took back seat. Some are still trying to keep our agenda up front. Your agenda up front is going to cause you to miss the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. Like I told you uh, Sunday, the agenda of the five wise and five foolish, five of them got saved and five of them didn't because they had their agenda in the wrong place. Don't be the foolish. For they watch, here it come, for they watch for your soul. They don't watch for your flesh. They watch for your soul. And you need to realize what's most important. You need to realize what you are actually trying to get saved. Because if you're trying to save your flesh, you're wasting your time. Every day, you lose, uh, you lose a little bit of you every day. Huh? The money every day, I get up a little slower and slower. Huh? James, every day I find something new on me that's aching. <laughs> Come on now. So guess what? Every day you dine a little bit at a time. So if you're trying to keep your flesh saved, you're wasting your time. Amen. Me and Jane, we lose a little more. I, I lost a little bit more than him. We lose a little bit more hair every day, don't Jane? Jane, my shaving getting around the side is getting less and less. Come on, somebody. We ain't staying. Can I say it? Yeah, I can say it because I, I got the flow. We ain't staying as fine as we used to be either. Huh? Now we're finding ourselves got to suck it in just to pull it up. Suck it in to pull it up. Amen. So, James, things changing, ain't they? They're changing in our flesh, ain't they? So guess what? Stop getting messed up about your flesh and start being more concerned about your soul. Amen. For they watch for your soul as that they might give an account that they may do it with joy. You know what? <laughs> I can just, 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 just hypothetically picture the pastor how all of a sudden the spirit would hit him and he'd come out of that chair dancing. Can you just imagine, can you just picture the pastor when he get before the Lord and he'd just be dancing and telling God, I told him, I told him, Lord, I told him, I gave him your word, I can't make him obey it. But I gave him your word. God, I told him the truth uh, that you gave me to tell him. Uh, they didn't like it. But God, I'm rejoicing. Uh, because their blood is not accounted in my hand. Because uh, I gave them the truth. You might not be able to dance in that day. Especially if you rebel against authority. 
Amen. He said that, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. Wait a minute. What you said, Lord? For that is unprofitable for you. It's unprofitable for you to rebel against authority. It's the word of God. You the one that's going to come up on the short end of the stick. Huh? Because guess what? There is a passage of scripture, and it may be in the book of Matthew, where God what, what, what Jesus referenced to a child coming to him. Y'all remember that one, don't you? And he said, and until you come as a child, you shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Oh, so when you come through the door, all your grown mentality stay out there. Because God said, you got to come in here as a child. What do a child do? A child learn. A child receive instructions. A child be obedient. Hello, somebody. Because guess what? What's more important? Where you trying to go or where you are already? That's the decision we got to make. What's most important to them? Where I'm trying to get to or where I am? Because where we is, James, there's no benefit behind it. Huh? Come on now. Ah. Is it appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment? So how do we want to die since we know we're going to die? Anybody think they're going to stay here on earth forever? Huh? Is there anybody in the house that think they're going to stay on earth forever? Come on, somebody. All you got to do is just pass by the mirror and say, I'm leaving him. Huh? Lord, I, I, Jay, I, I wish I could have stayed the way I was at 19, but it didn't happen. <laughs> huh? From 19 to now, everything changed. Amen. Move, I, move a little slower. I used to run. If I had to do it now, it had to be a trot. Just like you. Amen. It used to be a mile, but now it might be a block. So guess what? We leaving here one day at a time. Don't put no don't don't put no confidence in your flesh. Your flesh is departing. But guess what? Let your soul be fed. Let your soul be full of the presence of God. Let your soul be full of the righteousness of God. Because that's what it's going to take for you, guess what? To get the new body. Oh, folks think that's crazy and don't believe that. But guess what? When you go to glory, you got to get a new body. Lamar, we got to leave these aches and pains behind. <laughs> Preacher said, thank God she's going to get a new one. Come on now. If you had, if, if it was your choice, you would trade for war right now. Come on now. Jay, if it was my choice, I'd trade and get me a six foot four body. 
with curly hair. <laughs> Come on now. Huh? My God. If I could train. <laughs> and since we're still joking, Miss Sister Beam be saying, look what I got now. Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 says, final, this is the final instruction. Somebody said final instruction. And we beseech you brethren to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. God told you the final instruction will know them that labor among you. Hmm. Brother Bean talked this here, but I'm going to see Reverend Ichabod and see what he thinks about this. And Ichabod be written on your dough too. Come on, somebody. You have to watch how you uh, second opinion what God sent you. Because if you, now, now I'm catch this on now. If you second opinion what God sent you, the next spirit that come to you going to tell you a lie. And you're going to eat it up. You're going to eat it up. You're going to swallow it up. You're going to say it tastes good to me. And you're going to live by it and die in your sin of rebellion. So you have to watch. When God sends an anointed word, don't you go looking for a second opinion. You go make God mad. Did y'all hear that? Miriam and Aaron tried to second opinion Moses and God struck Miriam with leprosy and she had to go out of the camp for seven days. Because she became, guess what? She became unclean. Watch your second opinion about the anointed word of God that God sent your direction. This can be dangerous for you. Did y'all hear this? You might not see it today, but somewhere down the road it's coming. The very thing you should have ate that you didn't eat, you're going to need. You might not have wanted it then, but you're going to need it down the road. Huh? Amen. 
string beans might not taste good to you today, but down the road, string beans might be the only thing you get. Did y'all hear me? Then you got to try to learn how to eat what you should have ate a long time ago. You should have been intended to the word of God so that the word of God and the instructions of God would preserve you. Don't you know that the word of God come to preserve you? That's, it, that, that's what the word of God come to do. It come to preserve you for the kingdom. If you don't jump in the preserved jaw, you're going to become spoiled. Come on now. You're going to become spoiled and, and, and spoiled stuff is no good. So, the instruction he gets is to know them that labor among you. Not among them, but among you. And it's bad that you look at the, you, you don't esteem the one that labor among you and you go out there to them to get advice. My Lord. Uh, slap in God's face. Because you know what they're saying? You didn't, you saying that you didn't feel that God know who to put you, put, put over you. Your opinion became more higher than the opinion of God. So therefore, you, your action said that you're going to be your own God. You're going to be your own leader. You're going to be your own instruction. And hell awaits you. Ain't that what happened to the children of Israel? They tried to be their own boss. They wanted to because Miriam was a prophetess. Uh-huh. Watch them titles. <laughs> and she was officially a prophetess. But you better watch them titles. Ooh, but Bishop so-and-so said. <laughs> I'm going over here where Apostle Gillibop is. He got a word from the Lord. But is this word for you? Now, my thing would be this. If you haven't learned nothing where you are now, raise your hand. Come on now. So I can tell you up front you're lying. Because there's one thing for certain I know. You got the truth of God's word. Some of it might have hurt, but it was the truth. Some of it was bitter, but it was the truth. Come on, somebody. And if you if you ate it, you did well. Because you know what it did? It helped you. You might not have felt it at that point, but it helped you. If you ate it, it helped you along the way. Is anybody in here the same as they was before they came here? Is there any difference in your life? Come on, somebody. So that means that the word of God has really actually been working on you. And only time, and only if you eat the word of God will it work on you. Amen. Well, let's go down to bad attitudes. 
attitude a subtle way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Typically, one that is reflected in a person's behavior. Uncooperative behavior. A resentful or an antagonistic manner. It can range from extremely negative to extremely positive. Attitudes are the complex combination of things we tend to call personality. It's beliefs, it's values, it's behavior, it's motivations. It can, it can fall anywhere between being very favorable to very unfavorable. The one we feed them, it's the one we feed the most is the one that rules our attitude. And a bad attitude in our flesh, thinking everyone is wrong but you. It's not about who is wrong, but it's who's right, and that's God only. Change your attitude and be grateful toward God and live. Come on, somebody. Guess what? The devil gives you a bad attitude at any given time, on any given day. Come on, somebody. James, he'll wake you up with a bad attitude and you'll come to church with a bad attitude. Ain't nobody done nothing to you. Come through the door, won't nobody, don't want nobody to say nothing to you. Huh? We didn't have some folks like that. Ain't nobody done nothing. They come through the door with an attitude, and you can tell when the attitude is on because they be huffed and they be puffed and they about to blow the house down. And you know better than to say anything to them because they already mad and you saying to yourself, what they mad about? You coming to the house of God? Well, you ought to have joy and victory in your soul. What you mad about? God spared you another day to get up out of the bed and come to the house of God and you come with attitude. What are you mad about? You ought to be glad that you woke up. You ought to be glad that God spared you. If he had a caught you with a bad attitude and moved grace and mercy from you, you would have died and went to hell because of your attitude. Some don't think attitude is poison to their soul. But attitude is poison to your soul. I ran into a preacher every now and then when we be suit hunting. He liked clothes and I do too. And every time I run into him, he would say, Preacher, you got an attitude of gratitude? I said, I'm still holding the attitude of gratitude. Huh? And you, we ought to have, we ought to take a lesson from that, that we need an attitude of gratitude because God did not have to do for us what he did. Come on, somebody. 
You better always be grateful for what God is doing. From the small things to the big things. And guess what? And then you ought to have a heart and a mind to say, if he don't do nothing else, I still thank God. I still appreciate him because he done already done enough. Come on, somebody. If you, Jay, if you stand in a barn and he don't allow the wind to blow the barn down, you ought to thank God. Say, Lord, I thank you for this barn. Come on, somebody. And if he, get, if he give you a hoop to, and the hoop to keep running because it ain't got no spinning rims on it, because it ain't... It's because it ain't looking good to you. Because it ain't no 2021. And thank you God that this old hoop can keep running. But a bad attitude to tell you. I don't know why I can't have what they got. Huh? Come on now. You ain't thinking about what God had already done for you. God, I don't know why I can't live in Beverly Hills, but you ain't thankful for what God already got you in. You still got a roof over your head and ain't no raindrops coming in your house. You ain't sitting no bucket up under the roof catching the water that's coming through. Because, see, I've been there. I don't know about you, but I've been there. So guess what? I thank God that the rain done stopped coming in the house. I, I thank God I, that I still got the old barn that I've been living in uh, for 40 some years. Uh, and God still keep that old barn uh, standing up. Uh, oh, good God Almighty. Uh, I had a young man uh, that was picking up trash, uh, and I pulled up in the yard. Uh, he said, man, is that your house? I said, yes, sir, son, it is. He said, boy, I sure love that house. I wanted to tell him, boy, you don't know how old this old thing is. But he allowed me and Sister Bean to keep it together. Come on now. Raised our children in it. Our grandchildren in it, and still raising the nothing. Cause we thankful that God got a roof over our head. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> it's one thing about us. We ain't trying to keep up with the hounds and the clowns. Come on, somebody. We know how to stay in our lane. We know how to stay in our lane because then guess what? That makes us keep a dollar or two in our pocket. Come on, somebody. Stay in your lane. Be grateful for what God has gave you and what God is doing in your life. Can't be concerned about James' life. Huh? If God and James is satisfied with James' life, that's God and James being satisfied with James' life. I got to get God satisfied with my life. Come on, somebody.
Psalms 12 and 1 says, Help, Lord. Huh. We got to know how to cry out for help. Huh? We got to know how to cry out for help, and when God send the help, know how to accept what God sent. Help, Lord, for the godly man cease. When your attitude gets bad, the godly man in you stop growing. Did y'all hear that? It don't matter if you're still going to church. If the attitude gets bad, the godly man stops. Huh? You and I can be ungodly in the house of God. Amen. For the faithful, oh Lord, have mercy. For the faithful fell from the children of men. Guess what? If you don't do nothing else, you better learn how to be faithful unto God. Huh? And you ain't faithful if you coming up missing in action all the time. That's part of your faithful walk. Amen. Because guess what? Your faithfulness will tell you that I need a meal today and I must go to the house of God to be fed. I got a, my, 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 my spirit man, it needs some, it needs some nutrition today. Yeah. And if I don't go and feed him, I'm going to wind up with malnutrition. So I must go to the house of God that I can meet, get me some meat to eat so I can get some spiritual strength. That's if you're faithful. They speak vanity. Everyone with his neighbor with Lord, and a double heart do they speak. Flattering, Lord have mercy. Don't you allow folks to flatter you and get you out of the will of God. Watch them folks with double hearts. What do you mean double heart? Jay, double heart here, I'm saved today and I'm something else tomorrow. I'm double hard that I, the, 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 this part of the truth of God's word we can take, but this part of the truth of God's word we don't have to take. Watch them folks that try to disallow the word of God. You can't afford to disallow nothing that God said. Nothing that God said you can afford to disallow. Hmm. Flattering lips and a double heart do they speak. You all right like you is. I ain't all right like I am. So I know you ain't all right like you is. Come on, somebody. Sometimes Larry Bean want to pop up. Huh? Want to take Elder Bean to make him take a back seat. But, but guess what? You got to tell your spirit, uh-uh, Elder can't take no back seat now. It's too close. Huh? It's too close for me to let Larry Bean pop back up now. I need to keep that rascal back down. Huh? I need to keep Elder Bean up front. 
keep your spiritual walk up front and keep your flesh in the background. Your flesh going to do you bad. Sometimes it's not just the folks that got the double heart. Sometimes it's you that got the double heart. Huh? Sometimes your heart is telling you to do that which is right. Then on the other hand, your heart is telling you to do that which is wrong. Come on now. So what you have to do, you have to learn how to put yourself in check. And if you don't put yourself in check by the word of God, you're going to check out of here. Am I making sense? Because guess what he said? The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and tongue that speak proud things. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Sometimes we can just get so far up in ourselves that can't nobody tell us nothing. Huh? We get so far up in ourselves that we think that we 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 the queen and king of the crop. Amen. And we don't understand we that part that fell to the ground and don't know it. Huh? You become a dying leaf that fell off the tree. Tree still standing, but you fell because of a bad attitude, because of a proud look. Don't put no confidence in your flesh. Huh? Flesh will mess you up, won't it, Lord Lamont? It'll mess you up. Amen. As one would say, been there, done that. I know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to ask nobody. I know what I'm talking about. Flesh will mess you up. Guess what? In your godly walk, it still come to mess you up. Huh? It still come to catch you off guard. It still come to catch you with wondering eyes. And if your eyes wander too long, guess what? The godly man is finna fail. Do y'all hear me? So watch it. Matthew 3 and 7 says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, Coming to his baptism. They came to church, didn't they? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Everything that come to church don't want to be the church. They came to his baptism. And he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruit met huh, for repentance. Wow. He saw them coming, but he knew who they was. Huh? He saw them coming, and the Spirit of God told him to call them vipers. Oh, generation of snakes. Who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Wow. But he gave them a he gave them an invitation. He gave me him things that bring forth therefore fruit, meat for repentance. He noted that you still can be saved, but you gotta repent from being a viper. You still can repent, but you gotta you got you still can be saved, but you gotta.